This team is so boring without Zach. Yes, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Uh, just cannot. I cannot contain my disdain for Bulls. They're better without Zach. (laughs) Yes. They're better without Zach. One hundred eight ninety eight is the final Bulls fall to the Bucks in their first meeting since New Year's Day. Thanks for watching fourth quarter with us. Thanks for staying up late. We are the Bulls Outcast. Stretch four. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John. Um, gentlemen, the Wizards cruise to a victory over Cleveland tonight. So with that coupled with this Bulls loss, the Bulls are now three games back of the tenth seed. How many games left? With nine games to play. That's bad. You had a. Milwaukee team that was sitting Giannis, and yes, you don't have your all-star Zach. Lowry was a late scratch, but this was still an opportunity. This was a tired Milwaukee team on the road mm-hmm. on the second night of a back-to-back mm-hmm. who fell apart late in the game and lost to Houston last night for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And here's an opportunity to keep fighting for your playoff lives, and that is what you got. Look, it, it's not ideal that their other all-star, Vooch, who clearly they would need a monster game from tonight to win this, started 0 of 8 from the field. I think he was 3 of 13 at halftime. He finished, let's see, 7 of 27, 1 of 9 from downtown. And the rest of this team right now, it's just like AK and Eversley are like, we're going to figure this out this summer. Like, shut it down. <laughs> I think this game, this loss to me, nine games left, shut it down. Zach, you're good, buddy. Enjoy your summer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel right now. What about mm-hmm. you, John? Yeah, I, dude. I mean, yeah, why not? When you're down three with 10 games left, that means everyone else has to lose and you have to win all. Like, the, if they lose the next game, the, the math might might barely be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like it's – man, I get it. Why? Why yeah. would you try? Like, I don't think we're going to get our fourth pick because I do think – I don't think, like, tanking – I mean, it will – won't hurt as you say so maybe who knows but like yeah it's just i get it why would you risk you know some sort of injury during this weird covid season for something that doesn't matter Mm. Um, about you yeah like it it had to for me it has to get closer to where i can better agree with your logic about tanking and what gets me close to that is Washington continuing to win and, you know, the game's becoming less and less and Zach being injured. I mean, Zach being sick and then Lowry gets sick and even Vooch was battling a, a little tiny injury tonight, which is probably why he went seven to 27. Um, but yeah, all that stuff coming in and compounding, I'm like, okay, yeah, now, now it can, I can entertain it now. Now I can hear what you're saying and I can be like, okay, man. All right. Yeah. I hear it now. I can see it. All right, I'm not mad if they want to go that route right now. Because, and also the schedule, like they have the toughest schedule left. You know what I'm saying? Like they still got to play the Bucks again. They still got the Nets like two more times. Like you know, we playing the Hawks. You know, they're playing every all these teams that are. They got the Celtics, and you watch Tatum just drop sixty tonight, and you know they're gonna be mad because they lost to the Bulls last time. So yeah, like it's it's not looking good, and it's not looking like they're going to be able to pull this out. Of course, you still want them to because I want to go to the uh, play-in game. I think it'd be awesome for this team uh, just going into next season. But as it gets closer to the end, 
you got to start looking at things a little more logically. And speaking of looking at things logically, you mentioned Zach. I saw somebody in the comments tonight earlier had the question about Zach and said, you know, I thought he was just in protocol and didn't actually have COVID. Yeah, uh, my guy Jordan and I on lockdown have been talking this uh, a lot today and yesterday mm-hmm. because when we first heard that Zach was going to the sideline for health and safety protocols, we did not hear that it was because he had tested positive. Right. And we know that players don't have to voluntarily give that information up this season if they don't want to. True. But nothing we heard confirmed like, yeah, Zach had COVID. Whereas earlier this season, when Bulls players tested positive, we heard who those players were and that they had tested positive. And then there were teammates who were put on the shelf for contact tracing. This whole Zach situation seemed really weird to me because it was like, okay, health and safety protocol. Never heard that he was confirmed tested positive. Cowley was the only person on the entire Bulls beat just firing off tweets with the assumption that Zach did indeed test positive for COVID. But we had never heard that from anyone else, not Zach, not the Bulls, not Mm -hmm. any other reporter. And I thought that was odd. Then Mm -hmm. today we get a column with an interview with his teammate, Tomas Sadoransky, who had his COVID stint earlier this season and was being asked, you know, what's it been like? How's Zach doing? And he said, yeah, I've been checking in with Zach. Seems like he's fine, just really antsy to get back and play. It seems like he didn't have some of the symptoms that I have when I had it, you know, um, several months ago. So it seems like we got confirmation mm-hmm. from Sato today that Zach did indeed test positive, but has basically been asymptomatic. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, and he's been on the shelf for 16 days after that positive test, you would imagine that he would have been able to register two, pos- two negative tests, whatever it is that he needs, to be cleared. I think yeah. it's very possible that AK and Eversley are like, but I know you want this. I know you want to get back and help this team fight for this playoff, but save it. <laughs> he said, save it. Relax. Why, why risk hurting yourself mm. for maybe a, a playoff game? I, I, I will save say it. they. I will say that it came out tonight because Rob Schaefer reported that Zach was on the bench for the Bulls mm-hmm. tonight. He was sitting there. He's maxed up, you know, street clothes and everything. So that that just made me feel a little better that he was actually there and being allowed around people and his team. So that kind of boded well. But yeah, man, I, I hear you. Like they they probably could be thinking. You no, know, everything about AK though says he's very super competitive and he wants to win in any way, shape, or form and fashion. But he also is a smart GM. He wouldn't be where he is if he wasn't smart. So I don't know. Like I can see the logic in what you're saying. Uh, I don't think you're wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, he might he might be able to tell Zach something like that. But at the same time, I could still kind of see him like, are you are you ready? Are you healthy enough to play? Because I still want to make one final shot at it to see if we can do it or not. But if Washington just keeps doing what they're doing with you know Daniel Gafford, they're twelve and two by the way since he's been there. If they just keep doing it like that, you know he <laughs> might want to go ahead and, and give that up. But, but wouldn't they okay, continue my conspiracy theory and humor sure. me, John? Yeah, if, I'm all in on if, if Zach did, in fact, test positive, how is it that none of his teammates had to be held out for contact tracing? That's the part <laughs> that is, like, completely illogical to me that makes me think Honestly, this is all a ruse. That's such a good point. If there's a positive test, he was playing, and I'm sure that's, it was right around. You got to hang – yeah. Every that, team that's dealt with it this season, a player is positive, contact tracing, these players also out. 
happened to the Bulls earlier this season. Wouldn't so you shut good. down like Vooch though, too, as well? No, he's brand new to the team. Let me continue with the conspiracy theory. He's brand new to the team. Him to continue to get acclimated, mesh, you know what I'm saying? To get, yes, to mesh with the guys who you know are gonna be here next year, like with Kobe and everything like that. So, but the most right. important mesh is Vooch and Zach, right? Correct, it is, but he still got to but he has to play. Like Zach going out, because Zach would never not play. Like we've seen that about him. He's going to play. The man who came limping in to meet us, and he still was mad that he couldn't even play. So yeah, Zach wants to play, but yeah, Zach, yeah. Let's roll with the conspiracy theory. Why not? It's nine games left, and the Bears got a quarterback. Let's roll it's, with the conspiracy theory. It's just, a lot of this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I um, do want to. I do want to say this before you move on, uh, just to shift a little bit. But Patrick Williams, man, it's the first time tonight that he kind of bothered me, <clears throat> and because he played thirty-five minutes tonight. Okay, he took six shots. The only other people that took less shots than him was Dotson and Aminu. And Aminu took five. And he was like, so that's everybody took more shots than him, except the guy who played 20 seconds and the other dude who never plays. That's an issue for me. I, I can't, You can't have that. 35 minutes is way too long for you to be on the court, and we need you too much if you got six shots. I, I feel like I said something earlier this season about, I swear to God, the next time I see Denzel Valentine register more shots than Patrick <laughs> Williams, I'm going to. And then it was either something violent towards Denzel or violent towards myself. <laughs> I'm saying violent towards remember. you. No, no, I, it's, I, it's, it's usually it violent towards you. Yeah. It's usually yeah. violent toward my, towards myself. I'm not a yeah. violent person outwards. No, only no. <laughs> yes, it's true. But I'm, I'm so with you, Big Dave. And John, it's crazy that, Big Dave is saying, ah, P-Dub kind of pissed me off tonight because I would love to throw this hypothetical out there next. Our our dear friend Bulldog, Kevin Anderson, all right, all right. Um, our, our former uh, fearless leader over at NBC, texted us tonight and said, guys, hot take incoming. If the Bulls drafted Halliburton instead of Williams, they'd be a playoff team this year. John, do you buy that take? Man, I don't know if it would be a playoff team, but I – I do, Halliburton's had a better season than Patrick Williams. You know, he's yeah. he's had more of an impact on his team. But the King, the Kings aren't exactly killing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yes. It didn't like so. Like I don't know if they'd be a play. I think that's a bridge too far. I do think he would have been a great fit and a little bit of point guard, and we would have been rolling. You know what I mean? Um, I think yeah. him and Zach would have been a really good backcourt. Really good backcourt. Yeah. But yeah. But I, 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 I told Bulldog, though, I think threes are so rare. And if you can find a three, that's really good. That You hold on to them like Grim Death. <laughs> like Grim, which isn't that far off, by the way. Which is the far off, by the way. <laughs> but I, let me say that to this because I don't know if he means they'd be a playoff team now with the trade or before the trade. Because I think that makes a difference in the context of it. Uh, before, is Wendell Carter Jr. still here in this scenario that, that we have him or not? Because – I don't know. I don't know how it would have played out this year. You know what I'm saying? How they would look where they would still make that kind of trade. Like, would it made Wendell a little bit better? Like, would he mm. have been impacted? Like, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't. I, so I got to get that context of it first. But yeah, like, because the but the glaring need has been point guard for a long time. But as we said at the beginning, because that's they kept telling us they wanted to see, and rightfully so, if Kobe White was able to be the point guard of the future, yeah. and they figured that's out true. that. Yo, he's not gonna be that dude. Like, and they were willing to take that risk. So I don't mind them 
showing and investing in a pick and, and investing in a young man who was going in his second year in the NBA who showed promise like he did in That's his fair. season. That's so I didn't fair. have an issue with that at all. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's fair, too. Even though I wasn't as high on Kobe as you were, Dave, or are, mm-hmm. I still thought it was fair to give him that chance yeah. to start yeah. this season. See, especially with the way he finished his rookie year. Right. Like, give this kid a shot. Yeah. So the other stipulation that Bulldog uh, put into this whole Halliburton-Williams, would we be in the playoffs thing, is he did say, that's not me saying I think Halliburton will be the better player than Williams for the longevity of their respective careers. Yeah. If if Williams blossoms into the into the player we think he has a potential to be, P Dub mm-hmm. could end up being a better player than Halliburton, having a better career than Halliburton. But this season right now, Halliburton clearly is doing more, having a greater impact. Yo. You know, not not like the Kongs are great, but how did um, this get Halliburton? Can you imagine this Suns team with Halliburton? Oh my oh gosh! My goodness. <laughs> um, like, yeah, backing up Chris, unbelievable. Like, yeah. dumbasses. Yeah, and like, I honestly, I thought we were maybe in the in the in the moment. Like, I, I still was just trusting AK out of the gate. I was disappointed we didn't take one of those point guards. Whether it was going to be Halliburton or Killian Hayes, I was high on both of those guys, and I would have been more than happy to see one of them go number four overall. The more I did research on P-Dub, the more I looked at him closer in the couple days leading up to the draft. We started hearing that name a lot more connected to the Bulls. I was like, okay, not exactly a position of need right now, but okay. And guess what? Lowry's out the door. So it turns out, yeah, it was a position of need. That's the starting power forward of the future. And when he gets a full offseason and a full training camp and not his his second year, he might like – like let's Patrick will he'll be in the most improved player uh talk next year. Like yeah, it yeah. feels like I uh, think it's certainly possible. Yeah, he's gonna be nice, man. I still if got the hope for chances. him. Yeah, I still oh, got I, mad hoping and I oh, think he's gonna be awesome going course. forward. But yeah, you gotta call it what it is when you see it sometimes. And yeah, that's all that was. But yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen. Are we ready for this part of the night? It's my favorite part of the day. Dave, it's your turn. You are the guesser. In our new favorite segment, did you see what Chris Dunn don't tonight? <laughs> John, being the first time knower of the stat line, would you like to do the honors? No, well, you have. Do you have it up? I do have it pulled up. You can do it Wait. then, because I have to look it up. Okay. I I know what it is in my brain. I want to make sure I get it right though. Okay. <laughs> so you go ahead. I'll, I'll just enjoy it. I have, the, I'll I have enjoy it in front it. of me. Chris Dunn's stat line tonight in a one twenty six one hundred four loss to the Sixers. Big Dave. Yes, sir. The floor is yours for guessing. All right. So I'm going to say he played 16 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stick with the zero points theme because that has been the theme so far going forward. Thank you. Thank you you for yes handing the pattern. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to say he scored zero points, um, four rebounds, Mm -hmm. one steal. No, two steals. No, no, two steals. I'm gonna give him two. I'm gonna give him two. I'm gonna give him two. Two steals. Um four turnovers. And I love it. Four fouls. Wow. I love that. 
You had some hits, you had some misses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I love that your misses were four turnovers and four fouls because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, that, those are good guesses. <laughs> Solid guesses. In our last episode of this segment, he had five fouls in 15 he minutes. He did. He, point, did. he had a point for every foul. Yeah, it's not illogical. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, you know how we were making that joke uh, about the, the binary stat line, Dave? Yes. Just all, so. all zeros and ones. Yep. <laughs> Other than his minutes played and his plus minus, Chris Dunn tonight, the goddamn hero that he is, actually registered a binary stat line. So, wow. points, you were correct. Goose egg. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> and that was, by the way, O of O from the field. O of O from the free throw line. Dude didn't even look at the basket. That's not the point of basketball. You ready for it, Dave? Come on with it, brother. One rebound. Oh, Lord. One assist. One steal. Come on. One block. Come on. One turnover. Come on. Dude, Dude, to see see his box score, it looks like he's, like, counting prison days. It's just, like, floods, 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 like... Yeah, on the wall. Like, it was amazing. Oh, my God, man. Wait, how many minutes? minutes, 14 14 minutes, minus 17, and all zeros and ones. That is – oh, my God. Why were y'all camping for this? Why were y'all riding for this guy? What were y'all looking Thank you. That's that's 14 minutes anyone else could have (laughs) played. Literally. Any other person in the NBA could have played he, these minutes and done that. He, he took the time away <laughs> from someone. <laughs> what is Atlanta thinking now, dog? Like, seriously, what do you think they're going through their brain watching this? Like, um, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, wow, I, I, just, man. I was so excited when I double-checked and it was, in fact, all zeros and ones. <laughs> See, I had to double-check it. Just to make sure. This dude is terrible. It was so satisfying. <laughs> I mean, Chris Dunn, bless your heart. You continue to outdo yourself. There's no way that this segment should have been this successful three <laughs> times in a row. He's a king. We're going to have king. to walk away from this segment the first time Chris Dunn actually registers a decent stat line. But who knows? That may never happen again. Uh, but you know, fellas, what's coming up tomorrow? <laughs> Bulls Hawks. Bulls Hawks. The Dunn, Chris Dunn revenge oh game. Oh my God, we get the Chris oh. Dunn go against the Bulls. Double nickel. He's going to be a double nickel. <laughs> what, five steals, five turnovers? That's double nickel? He's all in. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. My God, nobody in the history of basketball has made John's point better that steals are useless more so They're than Chris Nobody. No player I can think of makes it makes John's point more. Valid. They're a garnish. They're not. It's ambiance. It's nice for the meal, but it's not the meal, <laughs> man. Because he can literally man. point to this person and say you were the second in the league at this, and people think you're good because of it. I mean, yeah, he just we really have, is an argument maker. We have too many things to grade people on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Wow. Shame on you guys. <laughs> and the, and, and the, best, the best part is that he got trolled by the Sixers' official Twitter account. Yes. Like, you don't, like, you, you see, like, team to team teasing between, but like, never individual. Account, an individual player? 
Yo, they never, they never is, do that. That is a special level of disrespect Wait. reserved you, for one Chris Dunn. Did you see what the Kings tweeted out today? What they no, say? right, right when the news came that LeBron might might make his return, they tonight against the Kings, they just tweeted out LOL. <laughs> And then when Shams tweeted, like, oh, he's definitely making his, they just wrote LMAO. <laughs> they are so funny, man. Yeah. Like, uh, of, course, of course, he's coming. Acknowledge that we are a nice cupcakes matchup for LeBron to make his return to. Yeah. Come on up, King. Oh, <laughs> King. God. Guys, I can't, I can't believe we have Bulls-Hawks tomorrow. Like, that tomorrow, is a, it's a treat. Whew, We're lucky to treat. watch more goals. We're we are, we are, we are truly, truly blessed. We um, got a quarterback. <laughs> That's all I can keep telling you. We got a because quarterback. Because tonight was ugly, a couple of happy anniversary shout-outs tonight before we log off. I'm rocking the Joe Keem shirt. Mm. 2009, April 30th, Joe Keem strips Paul Pierce, coast-to-coast dunk and one Bulls went in triple OT. 12 years ago today. Uh-huh. 12 years ago. Wait, hold on. Is my math wrong? 11 years ago? 11 yeah, 12 years ago. years ago. 12 years ago. Jeez. <laughs> and even further back, the MJ baseline dunk on Ewing dribbling out of the double team. Oh. Also April oh, 30th. That's good Ooh. to know. And Bin Laden. And Bin Laden. And Bin Laden. So many awesome things happen when, on April 30th. When Bin Laden dunked. <laughs> when Bin Laden He's tall. He probably could have if he tried. Who said 10 years D-Rose rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Time Um, flies, guys. Time does fly. Speaking of which, it's almost 11 o'clock. Let's all go uh, let these people enjoy the rest of their Friday nights. Don't party too hard because we've got a Bulls-Hawks Chris Dunn revenge game on deck tomorrow. Dear God, we've only got nine more, guys. Nine more. And then we can start talking about offseason. Up. Thank God. Bears got a quarterback. Um.